0: Welcome to another episode of We Are Not Wizards My name's Richard, I'll be your host for today And joining me today um, He's kind of like, he's one of these guys that keeps turning up at the bar You know, every Tuesday And you don't know why he keeps turning up But this time, he's not only brought his packet of peanuts And his uh, his back pocket full of tens and twenty pences As he's reaching for a half pint and a short brought himself a little game it could be a big game about a big pint but it all starts with a micro brew i i give you the wonder the actual joy in my life that is nigel kennington of one free elephant so hello nigel
1: hello this this is good actually because i was sitting there that was the hardest thing ever done is shutting up for that because i was like don't speak don't speak because you ruined the last
0: one (laughs) Um, The reason that we do this is quite simply because we are approaching episode 200 and if I don't get to 200, I'm going to hurt somebody. It's that simple. So Nigel is helping us along our merry way. Another reason that we're uh, bringing Nigel in tonight is uh, because they do have uh, a new game coming to Kickstarter. Actually, it's coming to Kickstarter this weekend. Um, It's going to be launching in tabletop scotland is that right uh joel
1: it is yeah i mean we thought well doing a kickstarter that's not stressful enough so what should we do instead we'll do it <laughs> while we're demoing at a con <laughs> at the same time that'll make our lives easier oh there was a thought process that was a good idea and i can't remember what it was <laughs>
0: Definitely not a good idea. Well, I don't know, it could be a fun idea. It's something a bit different, isn't it? To do kind of like, let's let's press the button. I don't know, are you actually going to be pressing the button when you're at Tabletop Scotland?
1: I don't know, we should get, what, like a box with a big red button on the you top of it? Do something, eh? You or should... one of those plungers, but then we might be blowing up Perth, so, you know, that might not be a good thing.
0: What day are you doing? What day is the launch? Is it Saturday you're doing the launch? The it's
1: Saturday we're doing the launch, yeah. Right, okay. Um, so, we're going to... doing it in the is... afternoon, are you doing it in the afternoon? Yeah, the plan is to do it at four o'clock. I don't know why right. the plan is to do it at four o'clock. You will have to ask the grown-up. Um, I've got an idea. What's the reason behind that?
0: I've got an idea. I've got an idea. How about this? How about everybody that play-tests microbrew during the day gets their name in a hat, and then you do a draw at half past three, and then that person gets to press the button at four o'clock. How cool would that be? <gasps> that would be cool. And we could all pretend that the button actually connected to something. He's <laughs> <laughs> just be frantically reaching around the back, like frantically pressing the mouse button like this. Right no, now. it was got a <laughs> phone behind
1: your <her> back. <laughs> it. That's done
0: it. It's not working. And of course, everybody knows that you usually set up Kickstarter in advance, so it automatically starts itself at a particular day and time. But they don't need to know that. They don't need to know that. But No, it'll be fine. It's okay. It's okay. Um... It's good to have you back on. I mean, you've we had um, you've been on a couple of times now. I mean, one free elephant no, is once. becoming. No, well, you've been on once, but your your better half's been oh, on. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Sarah's been on as well. Yeah.
0: So it's all uh, it's all been good. And uh, Kirkoza came and went, got funded, doing quite well. Did yes. had some good fun, yeah. had some good feedback. Done your um, single player variation on that, and um, yeah. What's the What's the feedback been like on
1: that? Are we being honest? Are we, we need we need to be honest, don't we? Um the feedback has been yeah. kinda it's been a bit mixed for Kirkhoza. Hmm. Um Yeah. I think to be honest, the the rule book kinda bitters a wee bit right. there. And that's entirely my fault. I okay. mean the thing is, people find the rulebook hard to digest. Um, I was trying to do a thing, and I think I got caught up in the theme, yeah? Because yeah. like, obviously it's Carcosa, and it's Lovecraftian, and it's all about ancient tomes and that sort of thing. So I thought, oh, I'll do the rulebook like an ancient tome, and it'll be like a discovery <laughs> thing. Like, you've got your own, you're part of the experience, yeah? It was, like a, for, yeah. Um, to, it was a mechanism to deliver setting, yeah? To, to, yeah. to set the theme. Um, and it worked really well for that. It looks like an ancient tobe, it reads like an ancient tobe, and apparently, <laughs> according to certain quarters of uh, like Board Game Geek, it's as digestible as an ancient <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah, I mean, yeah, see the thing is, once people get it, they really enjoy it. Our, um, uh, or the people that enjoy it do enjoy it really well because you know, ultimately it it's a game yeah so yeah. um it's got an audience that like it it's got some folk that really like it yeah um, and it's got some folk that hate it like everything else but um i think the thing that disappointed me most about carcosa was the fact that that i could clearly see that there were people that would enjoy it yeah yeah but hadn't managed to get through the rule book um, so that's one of the things that I really wanted to fix with with our, with our new project. Um, yeah, because now I understand a lot more about how people digest rules, yeah? And we've had consultation from loads of people. I mean, we, we even had consultation from um, Paul Grogan and then we took that on board and then we did more consultation with that there's um, another guy um, who who was uh, one of the really keen backers from uh, Carcosa um, who we sent a copy of the game to because he did lots of suggestions and help for the rules when I was doing the Um, rewrites of the co-op game, yeah, because there's there's like a free version of, uh, there's a co-op game now for Carcosa that you can download for free off the internet, so I fixed a lot of the the things that were, and clarified a lot of things in the rules for that Um, and that was the help of a guy called um, Hector um, who's actually um, Greek um, and he was massively helpful. He was giving these, like, pages of things. You know, he fixed this, 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 and there, uh, new rules. And so, well, we'll send him the rules for Microboot, and he's done the same thing for that. So, uh, um, yeah, it's one of the things... I forgot the point I was making now. It's about rules, basically. Yeah, or oh, we're talking about Carcosa. The problem... Yeah, yeah. I mean, Carcosa is still a game I'm really proud of. Yeah. I think people have fun with it, yeah? Particularly at cons, where <laughs> when I'm physically there to show them how to play it. Um... People get it, yeah, and they're oh, this is a great game, um, sort of thing. But I think, yeah, there was something we needed to fix with the rules.
0: Was uh, that was that the theme? So the theme kind of hurt it a little bit, or was it you? I think with it was the because
1: it? I, yeah, it was me running away with the theme uh-huh. was the
0: thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I've started looking at rules myself only because um, I'm working on a few things and one of them is the accessibility oh, you of rules tease. well i can't actually say what i'm doing but one of the things i've look i played um i played root on uh, friday there and there's i think there was three there's three well two different sets of rules and then there was actually this is what we're going to do playing around and if you wanted to digest the heavy rules, then the heavy rules were there. There was no pictures in it. It was just like references and text, and this is what you do, and everything like that. And then it had this is how you play the game, and it was a lovely little kind of illustrated booklet to say this is what you should do, and to get you to get you there as quickly as possible. So it was yeah. almost like an option for people. And I was kind of looking at that, and I, I don't know, I kind of, I I see where people were coming from with. Kirkosa, I was lucky in the fact that you and I have you kinda know, met a couple of times and I've hung around tables and um Colin's kind of played it and you know it's been um, it's it once you get it, once you know how to play it, it's really easy to play. But I can see kind of the, how the how the barrier can be. And I'm just wondering if that's maybe something that I see you see a lot in games as the theme, sometimes the need to cling on to a theme. Can sometimes affect how you actually explain the game. Sometimes, I guess, but we'll kind of see. We'll kind of see. Would you? um, Would you go back and change? Would you go back and change? I mean, are you? Is
1: mechanically no, right? I mean, mechanically, I think it's sound. Yes. Um. uh, The rules, yes, I probably would. Um, if we did a reprint, something. I mean, we've only got like a hundred copies of it left that we need to get shot of. That's
0: amazing. How many I mean how many did you have at the end of the conclusion? Uh, we had two thousand.
1: Yeah. We, we we did our print run was two thousand. Right. Um and we've got a hundred left. And how, yeah. how, how many and went
0: how many went to backers?
1: Um there was oh God, you're asking for numbers now. Um we had about nine hundred backers. Oh, that's um,
0: that's incredible. That's yeah. fairly good going.
1: Yeah, we were really pl- pleased with that. Um uh and on top of that some of them were retailers who took like like a couple of crates yeah them. yeah um, so that took us up to about probably like a thousand um for that and then um there was a the German version and the Italian version um that we did as well uh, was, yeah. was it
0: kind of weird seeing your game into the, and kind of like translated into different languages. I take it there's a first barrier to say, well, this game's actually going to be created. It must have been a bit of a, a mind-blowing um, scenario when you have seen them actually in different languages as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> it's slightly odd. Um, I mean, none of the none of the components are language-dependent, so it doesn't look. It's just the rule book yeah. that's different. Yeah, uh, but it is slightly odd when you open the book because you can know where everything is because the rule book's laid out the same. Yeah. Yeah. So you, yeah, and. I've read the damn rules so many times. <laughs> it's like, um, I, I can speak Italian. <laughs> but no, it, it's just...
0: Uh, My, Where's the bit where the hovercraft has got lots of eels?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was actually quite good as well, because um, yeah. uh, one of the things we found at Essen was um, uh, people judge you. On oh, the quality of your translation as well, so it's like, oh, we've got German rules and that sort of thing, and they give you a look like this is a trap, <laughs> and you think, show me your German rules. <laughs> You're like, here you go. Uh, but because we <laughs> did, we got it done through Happy Shops, it wasn't just um, some random spot of the internet that we got yeah. to do it, um, and we got the Italian version done through um, the the company that actually published it as well, and they got a guy in to translate it. Um, so the translation's really good. I mean, even talking to the Italian guy, he was saying, what, what what, does this bit mean? And he was saying, I was saying, oh, it means this, and then you were reading that thinking, yeah, okay, I, I should have clarified that a bit more, um, when you're reading it as well. So that was a great learning experience for us. Um,
0: I suppose it must be different. I mean, I deal with translators in my day job, and mm-hmm. they're like, say to me, um, what was it, I was doing a translation for... Um, I was doing a translation and they basically said y- you can't use this word because this word doesn't apply to this product kind of thing. Nobody's mm. going to understand what you're talking about. I think they were talking about something like they're saying where basically you're using the word size as people would use size in relation to clothes. We're using You're using it in terms of a, as a weight or something like that instead. It was just the way the translation, it wasn't the exact translation, but that was how it, kinda, how it was kind of worked out. And my mind was blown. So it's like oh, you you need to use a completely different word in yeah yeah it's context Italian for it to work, and he says because otherwise he it says it's not just the individual um, the individual words, it's like the the context and the the uh, the syntax of the sentence itself, how it all works out, gives you a completely different sentence from what you're kind of saying. You're not saying anything offensive, but you might say something that folk will just look at and just say that doesn't make any sense at all, pal. <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> well it's like um even for the <laughs> plus the way I did it in the the Carcosa rules was yeah. um I did it in that sort of um vaguely Victorian uh dialect thing, yeah. Oh, right, so yeah. instead of having uh, this is correct and uh this is wrong next to, to picture of a thing you could do right and a thing you could do wrong, I had uh this may be and this cannot be Written next to it, yeah, um, which is fine. I mean, we understand what it is because we've got the background and history for it. But um, yeah. uh, it was a bit of a struggle for the 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 translator as well because he's like, I, I I don't really get that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd have to. Pay I actually the first person <laughs> I, the my sister actually is uh, lives in Tenerife and uh, she's right. like fluent Spanish speaker, so we yeah. were, showed it to her to get her. Uh, opinion on whether or not she could get it translated, um, and she looked at it. Uh, she was really keen initially. She was like, "Yeah, yeah, send it over." And then she, <laughs> I sent it over, and she was like, uh, "No."
0: <laughs> I'm going to need to be drunk to do this. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, she basically said um, it's just because it's old style speech. You need to get yeah. someone that is born in the language, rather than me, who, who can who can speak that language fluently, but you know yeah again it's uh, like translating the words background. directly isn't it It's
0: like sticking the yeah. words directly into Google Translate and it'll yes. come out and say that cannot be, but somebody looking at it will go, nah did he <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense but um has this i mean with that with that kind of feedback was that is that a strange situation to be in because you've you've because obviously you've successfully funded your Kickstarter and Carcosa did really well you know when it went to kickstarter so was that kind of like a strange situation to be in when you had people kind of going yeah the game did really really well and you got all the funding however there's um there's kind of kind of things that we are not sure about and it was like going oh okay so success it was kind of like a bittersweet kind of success kind of thing
1: yeah yeah i mean ultimately it's yeah, it is kind of there is some bittersweetness going on, but I mean, ultimately, it's a creative work. Yeah, so not everyone is going to like it, no matter what you do. Yeah. Um. So it was never going to. get, I mean, we were kind of expecting some pushback. Yeah. Uh, because we got some before the campaign. Um, there was like uh, some uh the more militant fans of uh Carcassonne. Uh, got (laughs) really quite angry about it. Um, And I think that's kind of affected us as well, yeah? Uh, So there's people that will go on and never have played the game or have just looked at a picture of the game uh, and read the back of the box and that's them. They know and they will go on to BGG and give you a 2 out of 10. uh, there's nothing you can do about that. So we we're kind of used to that sort of thing. But the ones, the only ones that are heartbreaking are the ones that you think haven't got it and it's been my fault because I haven't made the rules clear enough. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what's heartbreaking is the missed opportunity for them to have had a fun game playing the game that I designed. Yeah? And because I've buggered something up. Yeah? So obviously that's one of the things we really strongly wanted to fix when we were working on microbrew. Um
0: I, I mean coming yeah. on to, coming on to microbrew, I mean, was that something that was in development along this you know, did you did you have did you sit down and say, Okay, you let's do Carcosa first, and then go on to Microbrew. I mean, Microbrew. Did you have like a list of games you were going to be releasing anyway, or did that? I mean, what was the kind of the genesis of Microbrew itself? Did it come from nowhere? Was it already there, fully formed?
1: Well, we kind of did have a list <laughs> of what we were going to do next, yeah. and Microbrew wasn't on that list at all. Um, and then we got to the end of her cause, and obviously yeah. it's stressful and doing all the fulfilment things and the things that can go hideously wrong with fulfilment that um, Sarah will tell you all about. There's t- fascinating stories. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, well, not something much fascinating but it's bizarre, sort of, it's interesting, yeah? Um, and you don't expect that from logistics, but when things go wrong in logistics you realise the sort of thing. anyway, Anyway, Sarah will tell you all about that. I don't want to uh, tread on her toes sort of thing because she's the one that had to deal with all of it. Um, but yeah, we got to the end of that, and we were like, let's take a break, not do anything for a while. And then we were kind of bimbling around the internet, and we saw the competition on Board Game Geek, which is like the mint tin competition, um, (laughs) which is make a game that fits in a mint tin. And we thought, oh, that would be fun, we'll just do this little side project, and just, just for giggles. Um... And that's where it came from, it was like, we just thought, right, well, what's small, what can the gag be, um, what are small things, uh, what are small things where you work, micro, small, micro, brewery, micro brewery. we'll do a micro brewery because it's small, you know, micro, that's a gag, and then we had <laughs> the name, and then we had to come up with a game for it, <laughs> um, and it just kind of snowballed from, from there, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. um, I remember meeting you it, it I remember a meeting you I think at um Tabletop Day in Dwarf and you said mm. that I think you said to me at the time you said that um people should say people kept on saying to me that the boxes um the box for Curkosa was too small and that you should really ah. put in a bigger you should really put in a bigger box. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Jesus, I mean that's that's one of our big things that we had at, um yeah, so we are kind of just being contrary. I mean, we've done a lot. Because this is a project that was never intended to be essentially yeah. a project, we've kind of done everything the way we, the way we want to do it, as opposed yeah. to the way that everyone tells you you want to do it. <laughs> so the first <laughs> one was, I mean, they told us that for Carcosa. was um, We had meetings with people, and they are like, um, oh, well, this, this is good. We're interested in this. And this is like big publishers sort of thing. We're happy to do an edition. But we want to put it in a bigger box. And we're like, yeah, but it all fits in this box. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, for that price point and for that amount of game um, and those number of components, you should be in a box twice that size. And we're <laughs> like, but but What's look that? how pretty and neat it all it all fits and it's, it's, it's lovely. Not sp- it's not and splendid. No, no, a bigger box. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Uh, Jesus. Um, our our worst one is um, well, our second worst one is Magic: Koro I mean, Jesus, have you got that? That's a deck of cards. I've seen and it's that. in a box. I think I think oh,
0: somebody I think somebody showed me was it the one of the Arkham? It was an Arkham Horror or something expansion, and the size of the box again was absolutely ah. huge, and it was basically about four cards. <laughs> it was four ah, cards in a plastic bag, threatening to be bigger than it was.
1: Uh, I mean, we, we we did it with <laughs> with Micro-Bury, We did a sort of piss take animation um where we said uh, we said right let's let's do a little bit of science and uh let's see how many copies of microbrew you can fit into the arkham horror card game box uh while the game is still in it and uh we got 12 copies of microbrew in there. <laughs> there's a wee, it's on twitter there's a wee, there's a wee video yeah, um, yeah. um i, I was i was vaguely that. i didn't i didn't have the guts to put it on the one free elephant Oh, sort of Twitter, have. so I put it on my private one because I thought, "Oh, what if they take a feds?" <laughs> 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 I mean, we've got Arkham; uh, we could do it because we have that game. I li- I like that game. I really like the story mode for it. Yeah. We're playing through the um, the the Carcosa uh, story cycle for that. Right. Very thematic. They've done a great job with it. Um, and ultimately, it's a card building game, so they've gotten reason why they were giving you extra space in the box. But I mean, it's it it's a symptom of. I'd sort of general thing in the industry where, yeah, the boxes are too big. Do you remember what? when? You remember when? um uh, you Easter when, eggs? Yeah. Used to come in freaking huge boxes, and it was all plastic wrap and yeah. a Mars bar at the bottom. Yeah. And oh, the Americans are gonna love them. Like, what the hell is he talking about? Anyway, but it's yeah. a
0: Scottish thing. We deep fry them here, sir. You've yeah, to, you have to translate <laughs> everything for the Americans nowadays. Yeah, yeah case, you take your Mars them. bar out yeah. from the
1: Easter egg. And then you deep fry it, and that's that—that's
0: Easter in Scotland. <laughs> that's <always>, how <that's> we <laughs> celebrate. But, bit I mean, okay, so I think you said to me at the time, "Oh, do you want a, do you want a copy um, to have a look Hi. through?" And I sh- stupidly, I think I declined, and I think quite simply it was because we at the yeah, time. that
1: heart, that heart good. I mean, I mean, I went and had a wee cry out the back there. See, when somebody offers you a free game, and you go no, nah, you're alright. It <laughs>
0: <laughs> wasn't that. I was still, I was just like sitting there going, I hope the real book's good. Um, <laughs> it wasn't that, no. It was more the case of do you know what it was? I'm always conscious at the time that these things cost money. So when people yeah. send me stuff, I'm kind of like that is technically... A tenner or 15 quid or 20 quid or 20 quid 40, middle, 40 bucks or 50 bucks of your money that you're just handing over to me. And at the time, we weren't doing kind of like previews and previews and first thoughts and stuff like that, you know. So, but now obviously, we've got quite a few people writing on the blog now, um, which is kind of cool. But then, and then, but I've then looked and I've seen, um, there's a fair bit of a buzz. There's a lot of love going about. I've seen, uh, was it Rory at board meetings yeah. talk about it? He likes it a lot. Um, Ian McAllister at Giant Brain, he was talking about it. I don't know, was it Polyhedron Collider? Did they, did they get a shot they, of it as well? Yeah, they've got saw, a copy. They had a I tweet think, about it yeah, today, I think. I, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think it was either Andy or Steve kind of dropped a wee tweet about it to say that it was quite they quite enjoyed it. There's a little bit of a nice... Um, Delightful kind of buzz yeah. going about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean
1: that's great. Now that we're we're, we're doing, it. It, it's an odd one. We're doing we're we're trying to do it. Obviously, we are doing it as a commercial thing now. Yeah, we're going to do yeah. Kickstarter like uh, at the end of the week. So you know it's happening. But in a lot of ways, we kind of still think of it as a, like a friends and fa- we want our friends and family to have things. Yeah. So people we like, yeah. we want to give copies to. Yeah, because we still kind of think of it as. as little craft project that we did it just happens to be <laughs> it just happens to be a little craft project that um we're actually gonna publish now i don't know, i don't know if that makes yeah. any sense but yeah it, it kind of we've done everything wrong yeah i mean we we, we <laughs> we've done we're <laughs> launching on a saturday which everyone says don't do Exactly um, on the kickstarter forums yeah it's in a tiny tin which everyone says don't do because yep. people won't pick it up. Yeah. Um, what else? We're launching at a con, which everyone says don't do. Um, <laughs> so um, we're just kind of doing everything the way we want to do because it feels a more personal project from, cause from where it came from. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. I think, um, I think do you know what? I think um, if something happens through like a, a happy accident. Yeah. You know, I think if there's a bit of a... I think um, when you get into game design, I think there's a list of games that you come up with. And I think once you've launched a couple of um, Kickstarters like yourselves at One Free Elephant, I think it's there's a danger of going what's commercially viable. And I think it's too easy to look at what's going to get funded as opposed to... It's a fine line to be between actually saying, well, what is it I would like to actually like to see... What's the next game I would like to create? Especially if you're going to be doing kind of like diverse, kind of like diverse games. Because I yeah. mean, it was awesome! It was family friendly. It was fun. The kids really, really love it. We have a lot of fun. Where Carcosa, the kids are here or there with it. I really like it. I just love the theme. I think it's fantastic. Um, Microbrew again is kind of like this is different it's lovely it's it kind of looks like an awful lot of fun and as you say it's kind of in the small box but as i say it's kind of like i guess if you're looking at it from a well we're doing this because we want to do it as opposed to we're doing this because it's about time we did like a, a mini worker placement game kind of yeah. thing so there's kind of that
1: yeah i mean yeah that's another thing we should be doing is you, sh- you should pick your brand identity and and stick to it but I mean, we've just not got the focus for that, you know? It's like, um we're we just do what's interesting and we're kind of eclectic in what we play anyway. So we're not really tied down, to be honest. The only the only kind of unifying theme uh, that we've got so far is Rado has got no interest at all in any of our games <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> it's like um our first one um, um awesome yeah. that we yeah. did is like he doesn't like take that in games so he's yeah. like no he's not, he's not gonna look at that we didn't even bother approaching him for that yeah. one um uh he was vaguely interested he was quite interested in carcosa when we Sent him a little, little little spiel from it, and then or, or send him a bit more information with like the story setting and that sort of stuff. And he was like, "Oh no, that's too dark for Jen. You won't like being an evil cult sort of thing." Yeah. And then we <laughs> sent him an idea. Sorry, we
0: broke up a bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> we sent
1: <laughs> we sent him the 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 idea for um, microbrew. brew uh-huh. Um, and he said, "Oh no, I don't like I don't like beer brewing games at all." Or he doesn't like the beer brewing theme to a game.
0: <laughs> did us say we're doing a worker placement game about um, a games designer um, who um, <laughs> works <laughs> who works and lives in Canada now? Yeah.
1: Um, nah, <laughs> I did actually think after after we got that email back, maybe it's us. Maybe maybe you know like that movie. Maybe he's just not that into us sort of thing um, so I went and watched some of his <laughs> videos he must have done a Bria Bruin game before um, he did like an early 2000s
0: one. kind of rom-com he's just not that into you didn't tie into
1: board games yeah, well, it's, a, yeah oh well, obviously. <laughs> it's the it's the Bon Mo, as it were Ooh, you fancy. can tell
0: what you're, um, you chill out in front of the telly and you, you've had a heavy day in games decided, and, and you're just one of these <laughs> folk that goes right we'll go to one We'll try seven, and then we're straight on to film four and Channel Fifteen and see what's on. And it's always oh, just not that into you. That'll be fine. <laughs> Chill out. Oh, this is yep. this isn't just a rom com; it's a story yeah. of my life. <laughs> Our right. next
1: game is going to be a cappella singing teens, um, and then we're going to do a, a what's the other thing that they do? The Glee Club. We're going <gasps> to
0: Glee Club the game. Oh my word! How would that work? Worker, uh, pla- no, it wouldn't. <laughs> of course, it would work. Of course, it would work. Let's design we, it. We'll no, no, it. No, no, no. Let's design it. it right now. Okay. So you've got, you've got four, you've got four groups, right? You've got your bases. You've got your tenors. You've got your sopranos. You've got your altos. Um, and what you do is you've got it's a card game. Okay and you can add more cards to the different sections of the hand and they build up your strength and that allows you to then it's a build it's a, it's a hand building game that then depending on the requirements of the song you have to build a deck that is matches up to the different numbers of people that you need in your hand and then it allows you to score points based on that hand
1: mm. see right okay so here's right. here's the thing yeah you're doing right. it the wrong way around yeah <laughs> We're doing a Glee Club game. Right. What's cool about being in a Glee Club, yeah? Why why is that fun? Why is it fun to be in a Glee Club? There's singing songs. Right. There's the making friends. Yes. There's being catty about people from other Glee Clubs. Yes. So you want to get that sort of stuff in it, yeah? Yes. Um yeah so you need to work out the mechanics from what's cool about the thing in your theme, yeah this is the way that I do it anyway, okay, yeah is once you come up with your theme, you can work out I and mean, we did it with all our games, so uh what's cool about uh running an evil doom cult, well, it's feeding things to horrible <laughs> tentacle monsters, yeah, um and steepling your fingers and going mohaha and exploring lost cities and all that Fantastic. sort of stuff yeah uh, what's cool about running a microbrewery it's uh about it, well to be serious for a second it's about gaining your loyal customers you, if you're a micro business just like if uh, running a micro board game company like one free elephant uh the thing we like the most is making connections with people people that then become you know like your community that support your game yeah so that's what's cool about that, yeah. So, what would be cool about being in a glee club would be the performance, but it's also the building of the little community or your little squad as well. And you need to build the mechanics around
0: that. So, yeah, I like. we could work them both together. Yeah. Microbrew, anyway. How does it play? Yeah. It's two player. Yes, it is. It's, uh, was, that it's a a conscious, two game. was that a conscious decision to make it two-player, or was that down to the kind of the the space that you had in order to play the game? Could you play it with more players if you had more than one copy?
1: Yes, I mean that's what we're doing actually. It is a two-player only game that plays two to four players. Oh, yeah. um, at the moment, but we didn't want to put that on the you know on the Kickstarter page because that would people make people angry, um, as the internet tends to get. Um, <laughs> make up your mind. Anyway, <laughs> it would be like Simon so,
0: all over again when they said, uh, "Oh, geez. this is about this is about a people play uh, game. Uh, how many people can play? It? Well, it's two, one, one v one, V1, one v one, one v one." What? What? Yeah.
1: <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So it mm. it wasn't. <sighs> basically it was down to we were doing it for the competition yeah yeah Uh, we had small space to work with so it limits your components um we also um there was only two of us yeah so it would make it a lot easier to test if we made it only for two people (laughs) um (laughs) so yeah it's practicalities decided what we were going to aim for so we decided right well there's two of us we'll do a two-player game yeah um We've only got a limited number of space that we can fit stuff in. So that means we don't need extra components if it's aiming for two players. So, yeah. And it was just a matter of, well, how do we make this two-player game interesting? How do we make it? Because there's a lot of two-player games, but, um, yeah, we wanted to make something that felt like you could do your own thing, but at the same time... The play, you can influence each other, yeah? One of the really good uh, two-player games will let you have an effect on each other, but they're not directly competitive. So you yeah. don't... Yeah, so what we did was we built the systems so that um, if you get in the way of somebody else, you get a reward, but they don't get punished. So we wanted to build the systems so that... Um, it's uh, you're rewarding good play as opposed to punishing bad play, yeah? We don't give mechanisms for you to do take that. We just give you the mechanisms so that you can place yourself in a way that the the other player pushes you forwards, yeah? I think um, that's
0: important, no. I think that's really important in a relatively smaller or maybe uh, kind of slightly simpler in a game, yeah. because otherwise, if it's punishment all the time, people just won't want to play it.
1: Yes, exactly, and if, if it's uh, it always two players as well, um, you've got to keep an eye on the fact that it will be the same two players. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you played have you played like Ticket to Ride two-player?
0: No, but I've seen a lot of people play it two-player, and yeah, it just tic- looks
1: dull. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, it, it's a good game, but it allows you to be really vicious when it's two players yeah when there's more than two players in ticket to ride if you if you play aggressively and you go after someone you lose right um so if there's three players and player a goes after player b then probably player c is going to win right but if it's just player a and player b then you play aggressively there's no real penalty for that aggression so it kind of encourages an aggressive play in two players um, and it's kind of been addressed in some of the later versions like the the Switzerland map kind of deals with that a bit where it becomes more of a race. But they've done it by basically hoving it off so you do your own thing yeah. and you, there's no real way to be aggressive. Uh, so what we wanted to do... And microbrew, is make it so that you can still influence each other. You're still feel like you're participating in the same space, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. but you're not you're not punishing someone. If if you really need to stand on that spot, you stand on that spot, um, and you don't get the guilt as well. Yeah. So some people, when they play like two-player games, you don't want to get in the other person's way, but you really want that spot, but you don't want to upset them. Yeah. So it makes worker placement, normal worker placement, unplayable for those sort of people, yeah? But ours uses a different system, so it means that whenever you go onto a location, your opponent can still go on that location, yeah? But if you predict that they can go where they're going to go and you go there first, you get a free turn, so Ah, yeah, so you get a bonus.
0: That's fantastic. How do you you play it?
1: (laughs) Microbrew is a worker placement puzzle game hybrid okay yeah okay so uh what what you do in micro brew is you've got a little brewing team yeah so your your workers are your brewers and you both exist in this one little brewery um and the slots in the brewery are the places that you can go to so you can go to the brew section and take a brew action and you can go to the bottle section take a bottle action and so on uh and that means it's worker placement right uh and the the opposing player is in the same place, right? But you don't block the slot. As I say, what you what, what you do is, um, if you want to go to a place where your opponent already is, they get their worker back and they can use it again that round. So that means that there's no sort of, ha ha I've blocked you sort of <laughs> thing that you yeah. get in normal worker placement. Um, you can still do it, but you still get a benefit from predicting where they want to be because you get your dude back. And it means sometimes rounds are quite short. If everyone's ignoring each other and doing their own thing, maybe you're working on serving customers um, and your opponent is working on actually brewing some beer, then the ro- rounds will be quite short. Yeah, But sometimes there'll be a massive battle. Both of you are trying to get, scrabbling over each other to get to the brewing station so you can mix the perfect uh, India Pale Ale um, and... <laughs> The rounds last much longer in yeah, that yeah. Uh, sort of situation, yeah? Um, so it gets get flexible round structure, which makes the game a bit more interesting, I think, than the, the, the thing. I think this is one of the things people have picked up on as well. Yeah, on top of that, we've got the actual brewing itself, yeah? So there's the worker placement, and there's a puzzle element as well because you've got recipes right and and uh, the, there was a review that did find for Rado, uh doing a worker uh, placement brewing game yeah and uh he did say oh i quite like this sort of thing but i hate the theme so it it, it wasn't it wasn't just us he wasn't into <laughs> um but uh i can't yeah. imagine
0: doing that because i'm looking at kind of like somebody said to me oh brewing and I'm like, well, how's that different from fermenting? And then you've got, like, Viticulture is staring at me from the corner going, yeah. just try and hate me. And it's one of my favourite games of <laughs> all time. So, you know, it is, bring it on it's as it's far as I was game. concerned. I,
1: I quite like vit, vit, Viticulture. Uh, but it does follow the same pattern as all the other yes. ones. We're trying to do something a wee bit different, yeah? So it is, yes. you take a thing, you gather a thing, you take the thing, you put the thing in the bottle and off you go, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, but ours, our brew is a mini game. Yeah, so you have recipes that have um, like a pattern on them, a pattern of different colors, and you have to match that up to what you've got in your brewing kettle. Um, It's called the copper. So, uh, inside your copper you've got like a grid of these different colours and you want a column that matches your recipe. So you need to move them around following the lines and and it's like a grid, yeah, it's like a sort of hex grid sort of thing. And you can move them diagonally. Um, But the dark ones want to go down and the light ones want to go up, so you're kind of limited in how you can move them. So the clever is, uh, can you work out, when you do a brew, you can move one token following its rules yeah um yeah. so when you move it um the dark one will want to go down the way can you move it in such a way through the pattern of the kettle to get it to where you want it to be yeah uh, sometimes you'll be able to do it in one move sometimes it'll take multiple move moves but if you can optimize it um then you'll take less actions to do it and therefore you'll get your beer faster therefore you'll be get to serve faster and you'll get more loyal customers than your your, your opponent sort of thing yeah so it's the combination of the uh, worker placement and the the puzzle game is what we've kind of done to it so we've got a wee twist on worker placement we've added in the sort of um the puzzle mini game that you've got sitting in front of you and both of those together we Stuffed into this tiny little tin, um, to try and make something that's you know just a, a different enough.
0: Yeah. Did it grow organically? I mean, I mean, is the first iteration of microbrew? I mean, did it did it grow and change? Oh I yeah. Mean, is, I Definitely. mean, is that is that like how is that what you did with like say awesome? Is that how that kind of changed as well? I mean, I know that when I spoke to Sarah, is you. Sounded like there was, you know, like with you. You guys seem to kind of like, here's an idea, and let's just be open in changing it and moving it about and making getting it right before it kind of works. So is that kind of like your methodology? You said yourself, you kind of get the theme, and you say, well, what's fun about this theme, and how do we bring it into a game? So is yeah. that what you? Is that what you did for for Microview? Yeah, micro-view yeah. Yeah. Itself, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's basically. It's refinement, yeah? It's You just think of everything you can think of that is cool about your subject. And you bung it all in there, yeah? And then you start cutting it out until... It's like our, our brewing puzzle has gone through so many iterations and it's got simpler every single time, yeah? Um, because... You need to make it simpler. It's a board game, effectively. You want you want it to be accessible. You want people to understand it. They want them to be able to understand it in their first game. yeah. Um, so the rules had to get simpler on each iteration until it becomes digestible. And, yeah, you come up with a whole bunch of stuff. So it used to be a lot more complicated. The puzzle used to be much, much harder. Yeah. Uh, but each time you just shave a little bit of it. You shave a little bit off it um, until you get something that is... You know, fun. <laughs> I mean, it, in, otherwise it becomes work.
0: <laughs> but I mean, in the process between you and Sarah, who's more likely to kind of like take the wheel and um, and kind of do this sh- and do the shaving? <laughs> what <that> even mean? <laughs> It's not you, hey. obviously, because you got a beard. Um, ha. <laughs> Um, but no, seriously, I mean, is it something that you come to kind of a mutual decision? Do you bounce ideas back off each other? Have you got like, I mean, is it a case that you've got kind of like, is it being shared ownership of the game? Because I know that um, Orson was very much kind of Sarah's baby. Kirkoza yeah. was very much yours. Yeah. So yeah. with Microbrew, is has that been more of a shared kind of development? Yes, yes, you know?
1: it definitely has. Uh, and in some ways that's been the bit that's been more tricky, yeah, is finding the line between we both need to like something for yes. it to stay in the game. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um whereas with Orson, you're right, Sarah had editorial control over that. It was her game. Mm-hmm. So if she liked something and I didn't, it stayed in. Um and the same with Carcosa. If she didn't like something and I did, it stayed in. It stayed because in, yeah. I I was creative control on Carcosa and Sarah was creative control on awesome So this is both of us. So uh, yeah it's it's taken probably longer to make decisions on certain things because um, ultimately somebody has to back down. <laughs> um, and sometimes it was me and sometimes it was Sarah. Um, but we, yeah, I think it's possibly been better because of it. Yeah, I think the game's possibly... It's definitely... I think Microbrew is definitely... Oh, my next game that's coming out is definitely my best game ever. How many times... Yes, my next movie is my best movie. You get that <laughs> in any interview. But honestly, I think it is, and I think it's because we've worked on it together. So there more I do people that for shaving tea. the corners of it.
0: <laughs> I do that for cups of tea. This next cup of tea is the best cup of tea <laughs> I've ever, ever made. But, it must be exciting. I mean, kind of um, creating something kind of like together. And having that backbone and having, you know, a couple of successful games under your belt. And the brand itself seems to be growing. I mean... (laughs) And I don't mean, it. I mean, when you, whenever you meet you two, and I'd encourage anybody that's going to, going to Tabletop Scotland over the weekend because they'll make sure this episode is out before Tabletop Scotland is, 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 is you know, takes place. Mm. As you two are very, you're very approachable, you're very friendly, and it's not, do you know how you, it's not like it doesn't come naturally to you guys it's not a case that you're kind of putting it on. You kind of walk up and you're kind of very, very kind of approachable and easy to kind of chat to and get on with. And you're obviously taking the... being able to kind of explain the games quite well. Um, Is it important to kind of... Do you you feel kind of branded now? Do you feel you're kind of like this is what people expect when when they're considering a one-free elephant type of game, you know? I don't
1: know, Um, to be honest. I mean... We do the cons and we enjoy the cons and we love the talking to people and being part of the community, yeah? I mean, ultimately this is not a profit-making enterprise. We're not... no, We're not going to pay off the mortgage because, <laughs> because we've made these games um, even close. I mean, we've all got real jobs but what we're doing it for is because you can talk to people about games and yeah talk to people about their game's designs and people will come and talk to you and ask you questions uh, and stuff like this and we do like to do stuff to give things back so if somebody comes up to you and talks to you about shows you their design uh, we get that we're getting that increasingly now people will come in um, i've designed a game do you want to publish it and we're like well no we only publish games that we make um sort of thing but you know shows your shows your game and we'll we'll talk to you about it and give you some suggestions and hints and tips about uh what you should be doing next who to talk to and that sort of thing yeah um and it happens because you you even like new podcasters and uh, and folk like that that come up and and talk to you and I want to talk to you about the game and do an interview and stuff like that yeah it's being part of the community that we're doing it for I forgot what your question was <laughs> I've just rambled for it's ages fine. about touchy feely stuff it's just not oh branding was that was it of... yeah. Um, yeah so branding no I don't think we have a brand we probably should have a brand uh, but we've done a family game <laughs> we've done a cosmic horror game and now we're doing a drinking game uh so we don't have a consistent brand at all we just want people to recognize us and realize that it's me and sarah making games because we think it's kind of fun and we enjoy being part of the community so is that a brand probably not but it's us
0: okay it's a vision i think as i say i think as i say i've never it's there's always a sense of fun and there's always the welcome and it's always sit down and have a game of this, sit down and have a game of that I think, which is very very important to kind of get that sense of community and there is there is kind of like a decent community growing up around Scotland now as well, you know you have yeah. got, I mean we've got obviously Justin Gladiatoris, we've got Mark you know, um, Mark's still doing his thing, he's still going out and about <laughs> showing yeah. everybody kind of and ruin, you know um, you've got yourselves, you've obviously got um, Captain Aqueduct himself, Mr. Kevin Young. <laughs> 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 Who, is that a uh, reference
1: everyone, anyone's going to get?
0: <laughs> that's the reference anyone is going to get, and only people that know him. Is gonna, it's nice. No, <laughs> um, no, Kevin did Legends Untold. Um, yeah. And, he's uh, the big hitter, isn't he? Yeah, he is, he, he's he's, he's the, the
1: biggest Scottish one so far, as far big, as I know.
0: He's the big Kahuna. Yeah, the big cheese. He's going
1: to be there he's on the, Saturday the, as well. He's the daddy. See, see, see when somebody makes us cry, we all go calling, uh, crying to him, and then he takes them out the back and beats them up.
0: Which is Fact. always good. Which is always yep. good. Which is always, <laughs> always, always, always good. But no, I daddy mean, there's Kevin, a Kevin, good... He's been mean
1: the... to me on the radio.
0: <laughs> but you know, and now we've got. Um, what I mean you've got Bez, um, and then if the, yep. the podcast, I mean, I mean, you're talking about the media stuff Ken, earlier on, the podcasters, I mean, we've now got, I mean, we used to joke um, a while ago, you know, there was three of us in Scotland, there's ourselves, there's Unlucky Frog Gaming, and there's kind of Giant Brain, um, but, you know, that's going to continue to grow, and it's good to see that's kind of become, we've got a nice little kind of um, media side of things going, we've got a nice little set of, conf- you know, Cons going as well. We've got a nice kind of set of kind of designers and developers going as well. So it's a, it's quite an interesting time, for that kind of industry in the good old good old Scotland, kind of thing. Mm. Um, Sarah's going to be on the um, uh, the tabletop Scotland. There's a
1: there's a panel show. Is it the, the yes. room 101011 yeah. or D one hundred or something like that? Yeah. yeah, Sarah's on that, so that'll be exciting.
0: I'm on that as well.
1: Are <laughs> you? Yes. Are you, you going to give us any clues of what you're going to talk about?
0: No, I'm not allowed to. Oh. Pain of um, through pain of being talked to um, by Josh for three hours. <laughs> nobody wants that. <laughs> nobody, nobody, wants, nobody wants. that. That's a joke. That's not fair. That's not funny. No. It's very still, still very, very true though. Um, but no, I'll be there as well, and uh, I'll. Just sit there, and I'll raise my case, and I'll be polite, and I'll raise uh, constructive points as to why I feel whatever I'm doing should be in room one o one. So there no, you go. be
1: be opinionated and contrary. Pick something everyone loves, and then slag their crap out
0: of it. That'll I'll be tell, memorable. I'll tell you what afterwards as well, so, <laughs> so you can see. <laughs> so you can see. Uh, Buy Monopoly. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah was ever. telling
1: me about it, and I was thinking I would probably do uh, terraforming Mars yeah
0: because that's really popular and I'm clearly wrong but I hate it <laughs> exactly there you go there you go how much is microbrew going to be um it is going to be 15 of your earth pounds okay
1: um and that's it i guess you copy a microbrew if you get two tins um then you can play it up to four players um as well because it's like the little brewery's got a three to four player on the back so if you want want to play it for three or four players, then it would be £30, because you need two tins, yeah. And that's literally down to the fact that we physically couldn't fit all the bits for three and four player into the one tin. I mean, um, yeah, there's little animations of that on, on the web as well, and it's, uh, yeah, we used I mean... all the space. <laughs>
0: And the campaign's going to be running. Was it going to be a twenty eight Is it thirty days or twenty eight days? Is it for the first to the thirtieth or something like that?
1: Yeah, it will definitely be one of those. <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> Look, we're just trying to get the damn thing out just now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, exactly. ask Sarah. She'll know when the end date is. I, I, I don't know that. I, I no. think it's thirty days. It's running for. Well, we're going to be fairly think- certain of that.
0: I think we're going to be speaking to Sarah towards the end of the campaign, so... Yeah, that'll be cool, because then you, you can get... Uh, you got a list of corrections. Yeah. Let me start off by giving a list of corrections <laughs> as to what Nigel <laughs> said wrong in yeah. the episode he was on. Um, that's fine. I think you got away a bit with that.
1: <laughs> See, I think that's what... Wasn't that not what happened last time, though, is Sarah went Sarah went before the campaign, and yeah. then I went towards the end of the campaign. So I was kind of hyper and psychotic <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic. so with any luck when great. you get sarah it on it towards the end of the campaign she'll be hyper and psychotic
0: <laughs> be absolutely fantastic i really really can't wait um <laughs> for for people who want to keep an eye obviously what we'll do is we'll make sure as soon as we know the link we shall put a link in the show notes so that we Everybody can be made aware of uh, MicroView. As I say, a bit of buzz about it. Everybody that I know that's spoken about it, that's mentioned it, has been very impressed, has enjoyed it, has had a lot of fun. Um, Yeah. It's something we were
1: worried about as well, yeah, because, um, I mean, Carcosa, it's got a kind of built-in audience, yeah? People are attracted to that theme, so we were kind of worried with Microbrew and that it was... It didn't have a kind of built in audience, but yeah, it seems to have found one and it's something really excited about. Exactly. Uh, that no, I should find that. Yeah. That's really cool. You didn't say notes to show. I mean,
0: I've not done you've... it yet.
1: All right. I thought you. you... Okay. No, no. I'm messing with no. your format again, Sorry. It's
0: we'll fine. It's okay. It's okay. You've got to do if... it right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I need closure. <laughs> if people. <laughs> Are you ready? No, okay. wait. Okay, right. Wait. Yeah, if people, yeah, right. Okay. Okay. If people want to find you on the internet webs, where can we find you, Mister Nigel Caddington?
1: You can find us. In a, I'm prepared for this this time because last time I was like, I don't know. But um, www.onefreeelephant.co.uk Co. Uk is our little website. Um, okay. it's not great but I made it so I'm proud of it <laughs> um, we're on Facebook as well if you just search for One Free Elephant yes. um, we're on Twitter um, again last time I was like I don't really get Twitter um, but I've got the hang of it now um, so we've got uh, Sarah runs the sort of official One Free Elephant Twitter thing and we've both got personal accounts on Twitter now we are like Twitter Twitter people that tweet uh, so yeah you can get as a bunch of people Yes, so one free elephant, if you search for that, then um, you'll find us on most of the social medias that the youth of today likes.
0: And as I say, we will take all those links and we'll put them in the notes, in the show notes, so that we have notes to show, alright? Oh yeah, that feels good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, do the other thing now, do it, do it, Okay,
0: okay, Okay, if you want to keep an eye on what we're up to. And uh, we're still delighted and surprised that so many of you want to do almost episode two hundred. Almost episode two hundred. Don't know what we're gonna do. It's probably just gonna be a normal episode. It doesn't matter. Um, then do you can find it us it on. You can. <laughs> I do it naked anyway. Um, oh. <laughs> you, could, <laughs> you know that's why I don't put the webcam on. There's been a few. <laughs> there's been us a few. I was, I think the most surprised person was Jamie Stegmaier because <laughs> he had his webcam on. <laughs> And he was like, oh, hello. And it's like, you're lucky, lucky I stand up with a podcast.
1: <laughs> the boys need airing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you can find us on Twitter at We're Not Wizards. Oh, my goodness. You can find us on Facebook at We're <laughs> Not Wizards. You can find us on YouTube at We're Not Wizards tabletop podcast. We are on Tumblr for, for no idea why. Forward slash We're Not Wizards. You can find us on... Um, instagram we're not wizards we have a blog um which has got reviews and well it's kind of reviews and first thoughts and all other types of wonderful things by people who contribute if you want to contribute get in contact we're always happy to have people writing for the blog and that's we're not wizards.blogspot.com we've got our website which is we're not wizards.com patreon is we're not wizards um it's such we're not wizards on patreon you'll find us um you got a Stitcher and Spreaker and Acast and Podknife and Podbean and Spotify. And we're on Google Podcasts as well now. We're all over the shop. We cannot be stopped. And if you really like us, then please consider going to Apple Podcasts and dropping us a subscription. And if you like us even more, give us a rating or a review. Now, if you are going to be giving us a review, don't, <laughs> don't give us a 10. Because it makes us big headed And don't give us a one Because it makes us cry Give us a five Because it's average It's in the middle And we are decidedly average But the person who's not been average He's um, He's funny, he's furry <laughs> He's about to release funny.
1: Is it too late for questions? I have a question What? Right, yeah. I've always thought this at the end of the thing, yeah, with the reviews, because I don't uh, have an Apple device. Yes. Nice. Okay. Uh, is Apple the only one that does ratings?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think you can leave ratings uh, right. in other places as well. Because it's like you think,
1: well, I'll go on somewhere else and rate it. But I don't
0: have an Apple thing, so. Yeah. Well, I think you can just try and rate it in other places. But I don't know if it, I don't know if it counts. It'd be nice if you it it can just go to random parts of the internet and shout wizards five out of <laughs> ten. You go, just do it. Not average. <laughs> kind of maybe average. Decidedly average You could always drop us likes on YouTube Yeah, we do that Yeah, You can do that, that'd be nice, that's always good And if you've got a podcatcher And it allows you to rate the show Then rate the show, or go into Google And rate the show through the Google podcast Or something like that Yeah, it's all, it's all very fantastic um, But the person who's not been average tonight As I said, he's warm <laughs> He's warm and fuzzy He's like a little happy badger <laughs> It's, <laughs> the, It's the one <laughs> The only Mr. Nigel Kennington. Um, thank you, Nigel, for coming on. It's a pleasure, as always. I just I'd have you on every week. It's just fantastic. Um, there's only two more things to do. The first thing is to remember that we are many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards, Mr. Kennington, sir? We are not. We are absolutely not. We are m um, combining our Combining our hops, combining our barley We're combining a little bit of water Potentially a little bit of apples Maybe a bit of cinnamon Alchemy at best Alchemy at best to make ourselves and craft The most fantastic beer In our microbrews. And the second thing is to say goodbye And it is goodbye From Nigel Say goodbye Nigel Bye bye And it's a goodbye from me Remember stay safe roll dot com and uh, yeah, microbrew, first of September, check it out, fifteen quid, gets you in the door. Everybody who has played this game so far who has had written any or said anything about this game at all has been very, very positive about it indeed. And I'm kicking myself that when Nigel said do you want a copy? I said no, because I'm a funny. But until then, <laughs> <But> until... <laughs> But until, the, but until the next time, all the folk in America are going, what, he's an um, but that's a bad That's a bad impression. But until the next time, goodbye. A wizard is never late.